like that perspective of like treating it as like your normal rather than like, I know this is a lot for you to handle, you know, or like, I know this is like a really, you know, heavy thing to bring to the table because sometimes I've been guilty of that. And I didn't really think about that until you said that. Where like, I treat- make them disclose that they're monogamous, <laughs> right? Yeah. But first, a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to all the daddy bodies, the mommy dommies, and the baby babies. Mm, baby babies. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Now with a record number of silly voices in an episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. This week, uh, got kind of a fun special thing going on. This week, I have tag-teamed with the double-teamed podcast And I'm going to try to keep this thing tight because I am recording to you live to tape from my Toyota Camry. I, it's been a long day and when it's after midnight on release night, I am just, I get self-conscious about recording the monologue. I feel like all my neighbors can hear me and my horse shit. I'm just getting back from, uh, from, from revision lounge and thought like, you know what? I got my mic on me. Let's just do it from the safety and warmth of my car. And by safety, I mean I've got these sweet, sweet mm, McDonald's french fries and McNuggets. Depending where you are, the dynamic ad insertion may be delivering to you a McDonald's commercial. Who knows? Anyways, I'm being way too silly and dragging this whole thing on. Hot movie night. Big success. We had our biggest crowd, our biggest turnout yet. That is the joys of, uh, of recording from Bushwick Avenue. All the fun ambience. We had our biggest turnout yet. We had, I don't know, what, 15, 16, 17 people who showed up to watch A Night at the Adonis. We had a blast roasting this flick. Uh, you know, the main the main criticism was it could use a little more plot. Despite the lack of plot and abundance of dick, I want to give a little baby unofficial shout out to HotMovies.com. Unofficially helped us make that happen. And if you use promo code MANHOR when you sign up, you still, I think, get 20 free minutes on top of what you order. Hot Movie Night takes place in our Discord server, The Champagne Room. Got some episode feedback to share with y'all regarding episode 470 with Lindsay, the pegging gal. Chuck G says, so many thoughts. First, I enjoyed the episode. But I have to say, as a bi man, I have to challenge this notion that the issue of women trying to figure out how to ask to peg a male partner is somehow harder than men asking women to peg them. I can't tell you how often cis women will have issues with dating or being in a relationship with a bi man when they know you're bisexual. There is often a discomfort with the notion of attraction to men. And I have personally experienced situations when, where this perceived lack of masculinity, this gayness, has definitely been a deal breaker. There can be a lot at stake for a man who might be trying to become more comfortable with butt play and what that means in terms of his masculinity. And sometimes these conversations can have challenging repercussions if their partner is closed-minded about these things. All very valid, Chuck. Thank you for sharing. Invader1337 writes, loved Lindsay's episode and her bonus. The discussion about thrusting being a different kind of physical exertion really resonated with me. It's work. Hashtag sex work is work. Hashtag thrusting is work. There's also been times where my cock wasn't hard, so I put on a strap-on harness and we just kept going to town. A different sensation, to be sure, but it was so fun to be able to control a toy that was larger and differently textured with my hips. My receiving partner was also able to get the penetration they wanted. On that side of it, I learned harnesses can be kind of restrictive, 
and can get uncomfortable after a while, too. So, again, take breaks. Thank you for bringing that up, Invader. I don't know if anyone here has been to the Museum of Sex, but, you know, in one of the uh, rooms that has, like, a bunch of sexual historical artifacts, you know, there are these, like, really old, like, 100, I guess at this point, 100, 120, 150-year-old strap-on dildos. These are These were strap-ons that were used back in the day. And, yes, sometimes male-bodied people would wear a strap-on if they experienced uh, erectile dysfunction. But sometimes I also thought maybe just, you know, because I'm always, I get self-conscious about coming too quickly. I don't think I actually have a problem with it, but I just, I get, I'm always just, I'm a people pleaser. So I just want to make sure I did a good job. And if they're enjoying the fucking, I want to give them that fucking that they enjoy for as long as they need it. And sometimes I thought like, I don't know, what if I did a strap-on? I don't know if women are ready for that. I don't know if they're ready. And then one more piece of listener feedback, episode 467. I don't know if you all remember this. This is the one with Kira Jones, the one with the men. It's the men ain't shit episode. Longtime listener, haven't heard from her in a while. Wanted to throw her comment in here because it's very good. I moshed in heels. She's a, a an Irish fan. She writes, I enjoyed this episode and thought she seemed like a really nice and interesting person. I heard this episode after hearing the more recent episode where you read out an exchange with a listener who is triggered by her use of the term drive. So it was interesting to finally hear the episode that was being referenced. I I thought I might offer a different perspective. I'm Irish, and I must say, on my most recent trip to North America, which Americans, just as a reminder, we are on a continent with other countries. I know I forget sometimes too, but <clears throat> we're on this thing called North America. I feel like Europeans like are very aware of being in Europe. I feel like we are like, oh yeah, it's us. And I think there's some people upstairs that we don't talk to. Um, <laughs> but on my most recent trip to uh, the U.S. and Canada, I was struck by how more capitalist the language people use to describe themselves and their goals is than here in Europe. It's hard to describe But it was something I found quite jarring and a little uncomfortable, even when I was really enjoying people's company. It's hard to properly articulate as jobs, education, and money definitely matter here in Europe, too. But people tend to be a bit more circumspect about discussing their level of success and ambition. No one would ever describe themselves as hustling here. Among people in their 30s, it's just as likely that in a heterosexual pairing... That the woman will make more. I think dating is probably harder for unemployed people of any gender. The whole thing of men paying for stuff is very limited in Europe. On a first date, usually drinks, generally the man buys the first round and the woman the second. So if they have an odd number of rounds, he could end up paying more. But anyway, I was just trying to set the scene of the cultural context I come from. I can completely understand how somebody who, one, feels like they haven't been that professionally or financially successful by either their own or other standards, or two, feels uncomfortable for cultural or other reasons with certain phrases like drive around the topic of career and money. I understand how they could feel alienated by people who frame things in those terms. Well, thank you, Imoshton Heels, for the for the alternative perspective I'm always curious how gender roles play out in in the in dating cultures in other uh, countries, other societies. We got a hint of that last week with Vishal when we were talking about you know Indian dating culture and matchmaking and such. So yeah, all those comments as well as many more are in the episode discussion channel in the Champagne Room, and if you want to join us in there, it's perfectly free to do. There's a link in the show notes. Oh, also, R.I.P. Regal Union Square. I, I, you know, New York listeners, they know what Regal Union Square is. And if you don't, all you need to know, it's 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 the movie theater in which I received my first movie theater blowjob. So just, you know, on the corner of 13th and 4th Avenue, it's always going to hold a special place in my heart. And know that woman has repeatedly declined politely to do the podcast. She is doesn't seem like it's going to be for her. I forget if I've even told this story, but basically I prearranged a, uh, a, a, a scene with someone I met on an online dating site where we were both kind of interested in some 
in some public play and I was just starting to get into this stranger shit. This might have been one of my early stranger play scenes. And we uh, we arranged that like on like a weekday afternoon, we were going to meet at this movie theater at the Regal Union Square. And we were going to like go see a movie in its like sixth week of release that nobody even liked in the first place. Right. Like not a lot of people are going to be there. Originally, I had selected Premium Rush, but I just grossly underestimated the pull of Joseph Gordon-Levitt among people who are available to watch a movie on a Tuesday afternoon. So I pulled a little audible in the line. I was like, okay, I guess we're going to go with The Inbetweeners 2 because I knew I definitely hadn't heard of Inbetweeners 1. So I I can't imagine five weeks in, Inbetweeners 2 is packed. And the whole scene was like, I was going to go get a, a seat in the back, like towards the back row. I think I was wearing like a white hat. I think that was my signal. Like, I'll be wearing a white hat. And she was to, you know, look for the white hat, walk up there and just quietly, silently, don't say shit to me. Don't acknowledge my presence. Just come sit down next to me. And she was to wear a a short skirt and no panties. And at some point during the movie, I was going to put my hand on her thigh and that was going to be the signal that we're going to get down. And eventually she got on her knees and, and, and sucked my dick. And then we... I guess semi pretend to watch this weird Australian movie or New Zealand movie. And we walked out together. We went down the escalators. We exchanged maybe, I don't know, several sentences before we split ways and really never talked again. Maybe the occasional text message, but haven't seen her since. I mean, I've seen her pop up on, on like Tinder and dating apps and shit, but you know, the, Just a really wonderful, fun one time. And so, R.I.P. Regal Union Square. If the Angelica ever closes, I do not know what I will do. Speaking of movies, before I get to my guests this week. Nikki and Cammy. Just in case y'all forgot about the McDonald's. Um, I'll try to keep it brief, but Clerk's Day. Raging success. Great date. She came over. We had some bomb sex. We watched Clerks. We had some quick doggy on the floor. We cooked dinner, some pasta carbonara with the sirloin tips from my butcher box. We watched Clerks 2. I cried. She didn't. We used a variety of toys in my butthole. Felt wonderful. At one point, we had to kind of call a red and take like a full pause, a little debrief. And then we went to go watch Clerks 3. Then we both wept, and then we went to bed, and it was bomb. Made her bacon, egg, and cheese in the morning, because I am a, I'm a gentleman. Clerk's Day, Raging Success, highly recommend the trilogy as like a date day. All right, uh, before we get to the double-teamed ladies, let's do a quick fan whore appreciation moment real quick. I want to give a shout-out to someone who supports the Man Whore Podcast on Patreon. Shout out to, this is all I got to go off of. Her name is Rosie. I'm not rolling my R's for no reason. She has like three or four R's in the name she put down. But Rosie, thank you for supporting the pod. Thank you for your contribution. And I hope you're enjoying the benefits of your membership, all that extra behind the scenes content, all that extra access in the champagne room. Cammy and Nikki, Nikki and Cammy. I do not know which one's supposed to come first. I do not want to offend either, but uh, <laughs> these gals, they host the Double Teamed Podcast. It is a podcast about non-monogamy. Oh yeah, and they're identical twins who go to sex parties together. I teamed up with them when uh, I was out in Los Angeles a, a couple months ago, and we are mutually releasing this conversation. So Yes, go like, subscribe, like, follow, whatever, the Double Team Podcast, wherever you listen to me, your boy. Just know that when you see my name on their feed, it's like, it's the same conversation with maybe like slightly different edits. Let's do a couple of those weird commercials and then, uh, and then we'll get to the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm, I'm, too, I'm wearing too much glitter to be this stressed, or I'm too stressed to be wearing glitter. I'm not sure which. <laughs> yeah, we get that. Wait, um, before we get started, I want to ask, your shirt says this is what a sex worker looks like. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you do sex work? Uh, I, I have done various forms of uh, sex work over the time. I, I currently still have an OnlyFans uh, oh. and I've done webcamming. I've been a sugar baby. I've done some like kind of thin dom here and there. Were you uh, the submissive or the dominant? The dom. I'm not. I can't afford. I'm uh. a professional comedian. I can't afford to be a fin sub. Like that's an expensive <laughs> fetish. <laughs> I had a I had a fin sub. Yeah. 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 That's great. If I just tweet something with the hashtag Cashmaster, like somebody will throw me twenty bucks or fifty bucks or a hundred bucks. I'm like, yeah. great. Really? Uh, and then a couple times, like some client based work, like in person stuff. Mm, yeah. Interesting. So it's not like I'm a like I don't I'm not like a full time sex worker, but like I've I've dabbled with stuff. From time to time when I need some cash. Yeah. It's okay. Wait, and I you're like um you're poly, right? Or you're non-monogamous? Yeah, yeah. I go with non-monogamous because polyamorous, right, is like it implies the multiple relationships. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had one woman stick around for two years. I feel like I should focus on like having one girlfriend before I try to have five. Yeah. Right. That's fair. So uh but right. th- you know, I'm always non-monogamous when I'm doing it. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. How's that like in New York? I mean, there's a lot of, lot of fun people in New York and the bar for dudes is so low. It's, it's, I trip over it every day. (laughs) It's that it's not hard guys. Just be bare minimum. Nice. It's like be half decent and people are like throwing it at you because Uh it's like, that's just how bad the climate is. You know, meanwhile, like, I don't know, it's just great. There's someone I'm sleeping with right now who like, I can tell she's been in a lot of like just really bad. She's just been treated really poorly mm-hmm. by a lot of people. Yeah. It's very sad. And so I do like something so minimal. Like, I don't know. Ask like, hey, do you need anything when she's over? You want like tea or something? She's like, oh, my God, that's so amazing. Like, nice. And she's like, I'm so fond of you. And I'm just like, I think this is just more has to do with all the people you dated before me, not me. I don't think yeah. I'm that great. I think <laughs> everyone else was that shit. Wow. <laughs> That's terrible. So that's New York dating then. Uh, I mean, I, it's what I'm hearing about dudes nationwide. Dare yeah, I, I say, say global? I, yeah, global I was going to say, I don't, <laughs> since what are dudes in LA like so great that, you know, we're all just like raising the bar on a daily basis. That's true. But I live in Brooklyn, Bushwick, where like, you know, nom- every, oh, everyone's Brooklyn. like poly and queer yeah. or something, right? And so I don't know. I don't know what's like non-monogamy day and like out here in LA. Well, I was gonna, I I think New York's just pretty hotter? kinky, and then um and I do think New York's very like open minded. But here in LA, there's definitely a big community of non monogamous swingers. A lot of swingers. Uh huh. A lot of swingers. Ugh. Um, at least from what <laughs> we've seen. <laughs> What's wrong with swingers? I don't know. There's, there there are there are good swingers. I don't like swinging culture. Okay, Does that make sense. Well, tell us a little bit more about that. Why is that? Uh, I don't know. I feel like generally speaking as a community, don't at me if this doesn't apply to you, because I'm just saying like you might be great, but your culture is like this where there's a lot of the like the woman is the bartering chip at a mm, party. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of that. There's also like boys can't play with each other. Apparently that's like a no, no at swinger events. Uh, I went to a swinger resort. With, I also like a lot of Republican swingers. Yeah, like, you'd be surprised. Right? Yeah. For as much as they want it, like I think I don't think they think Lawrence v. Texas applies to them. It does. You should care about this. Uh it's like it will they'll come after your sodomy too. Yeah. So it's like I went to um Desire Resorts down Never. in uh Cancun. Okay. And it's it's I went my date also like super progressive. This is like five years ago or something, and she said, Billy, this one weekend, we are not going to care about someone's politics. Just this mm. one, because otherwise it would nix like every, it would yeah. nix too many people. We end up in bed with this couple uh, from South Carolina, and the whole time like South Carolina, it's okay, don't ask, it's fine. We all finished like our first kind of round. The four of us are in the bed, and and I had the audacity to ask like, so what do y'all do for work? Oh no, oh god. He says what he says, and then, but then she's like, well, I I just finished um like. Campaigning. Uh, yeah, campaign canvassing or whatever, helping out volunteering for yeah. like to help flip uh, a district. I was like. Dare I ask, flip 
to from what to what? And she said, well, the the part to the party that like has empathy for minorities. I was like, oh, my God, thank God. Oh, we found we found liberals from South Carolina. I didn't just like fuck a racist. OK, that's good. <laughs> Thank God. Okay. So okay, so that did go well. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for like a disaster fuck. Okay. Yeah. As, as really was I in that, that bed naked. I was like, this could be bad. Wait, I'm wow. curious. Have you ever walked out of a hookup because of their political affiliation? If you found out maybe like in the mist somehow. Well, I don't think I've ever been inside someone and been like, Yeah, yeah. So like how do you feel about Black Lives Matter? You know, I don't think <laughs> I'm sorry. You okay? Don't yeah. die. I just I've, I've di- that, that would say I was really funny. If someone died from something funny. I said I, that may be good press. No, um, I'm glad you're okay. Thank you. No, I just I've been sick for like a month, so it's just sure. a congestion left over. She's like, don't worry, you were not funny. I'm just sick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never. I don't think it's ever happened in the middle, but I've definitely like not pursued something with someone because of their political beliefs. Not about okay. So not political beliefs. We okay. can we can have values. Di- like morality yeah we can have different stances on like tax code or like what gun control regulations should be mm-hmm. or like how we do healthcare. we can differ on stuff like that but like we shouldn't be differing on like queer people deserve rights black folks should be able to vote kind of easily and y'all should get to control your uteruses yeah. i don't know like i just think that one does that's not politics that's morality and so I, agree. I used to have a gig hosting speed dating events oh um, that sounds fun <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a good time. And at the end, it was like a, it was a, it was the theme was like, I think like 40 up or 45 and up, something like that. So this woman in like probably her early 50s or so, she, uh, she, after she's hanging around after the van, she's complaining to me. She's like, oh, maybe you can help me, you know, figure out this stuff. Cause like, I just want to find like a good conservative guy doesn't want, and I was like, whoa, what, what, what? What does that mean to you? She's like, well, I don't want to like go see these like trans whatevers in the bathroom with me. And I'm like, lady, you are in the wrong fucking city. Like, yeah, your dating isn't the problem. It's like you're you need to move you, your values, your yeah. values. But if you're going to have those shit values, you got to go to a more shit place like Arkansas. Yeah, go to Arkansas. You'll find plenty of dudes like that. Find I've the richest heard, guy in Arkansas. You'll nail it. I take that back. I've heard parts of Arkansas have become incredibly progressive. Let's go with Mississippi. Sure. Yeah. What's a major city in Mississippi? Uh, Jefferson's, uh, Jackson's the capital. No idea. Anyway, I don't know. Wherever Mississippi burning was, I don't know. Maybe that's gotten bigger. I will say I too am someone that like, if I know if, if at minimum, you know, they don't like side with pro choice. Mm-hmm. That's enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very fair. What about you? I don't want to assume that the twins have the same exact no, thank uh, you for that assumption. I really appreciate that. We Actually, don't. Yeah, I really do appreciate that. Because she's like, I only fuck pro-life guys. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. No, I think, I mean, when, when it comes to the pro-choice, I'm really, I stand my ground on that. When it comes to party affiliation, all of that. Yeah, just as long as the morals are there, I mm-hmm. don't care what the how is or yeah. how it's done. I'm a registered independent. It's like I can date someone if I if I'm dating someone seriously. I would like us to be a little more politically aligned. Yeah, but you know, oh, again, yeah. it's like if we're just gonna hook up or if we're gonna have a casual thing, I just I just need to know you're like a half decent human being. I think just I the bar agree. for humans is on the floor these days. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I would I'm agree. just like yeah. Wait, so I have a question. So you're single right now yeah unfortunately well okay, okay but like how is it being uh because we have i don't know we really haven't had this perspective before how is it being non-monogamous and single and a man mm-hmm. yeah what is it like when you like tell women like hey i'm non-monogamous if we're gonna date or we're gonna hook up just letting you know this is my this is how i identify i mean i just think because of my public persona and my dating app bios i just don't think anyone who's either on a date with me or in bed with me doesn't know mm-hmm. right what does your dating profile say uh gosh i used to say mo- mostly look into go down on pretty people and eat pizza i think that's what that like used to be my standard i like that <laughs> i like that yeah <laughs> okay uh but you know i think i just i lay out this you know non-monogamous i talk about sex for a living i'm a comedian uh-huh. i'm from new jersey just like all the red flags let's get them out right away <laughs> non-monogamy is not a red flag <laughs> 
for some though. But just say you're they right, let, you're it right. lets them self-select. Like right. if you don't like that, like I get instant unmatched a lot because I think they they swiped right and then they finally read and they're like. Ooh, no. Yeah. Right. And that, that's and then, fine. Yeah, like, now that. I'm not wasting my time. I've mm-hmm. had that before too. On um it happened a lot on Hinge. People on Hinge really aren't non-monogamous. So Yeah, and I'm mostly like on Field and Tinder and like you know, I like Field and Bumble Tinder. And yeah. I like Bumble. Actually I found a lot of great dudes on Bumble. But Bumble's yeah. okay. Yeah. Wait, I'm curious. Um, because I don't know anything about your sexuality. Bisexual, straight. I identify as straight, whatever that means anymore. I don't, you know, it's like, I don't get it either. So I lean into that. But I like that you're like willing to wear glitter. Not that that's like, not that that's like a a gay (laughs) thing to do at all. But like, I love that you're, you identify as straight, but here you are. You don't care like, you know, about glitter or whatever. It actually looks really good. It does. Thank you. It really makes her eyes pop. It really brings out the blue. It makes women a little less scared of me on the subway. I kind of like that. That's, that's, this is partly just to like almost, you know, deflect. I wasn't trying to assume that because you're wearing glitter, you're bisexual or you're 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 whatever. I was just curious. Part of this is like to disarm. Part of it is because it just makes me, it makes me feel comfortable if I do not appear as maybe as much of a threat as a man looking person like this. Like I look like the guy who did that thing to you in college. Like I know what I look like. Right. Mm. And so I'm like, if I can do anything that says, ah, you don't have to be as scared of me. Uh, we're just on the train. Like you like, <laughs> cause it used to be like on the train. Like I make eye contact and it's like, huh, mm. and now it's like eye contact, eye contact smiles. I like your glitter. I say, I like your bag. Okay. You have a good day. And I don't know why that reminds me of when Kimmy and I went to New York not long ago, we went to house of yes. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. In yeah. Brooklyn. Love house of yes. And um, it was like literally three in the morning. And I was like, at first I was like, I don't know how I feel about riding the subway at three in the morning. But there we were. And everyone in there is in like, because it was actually Glitterati night. Mm-hmm. So it was like head to toe glitter or like sequins, whatever. And I'm like, I feel safe. And it's the L train. You know, that's yeah. that's a hipster train. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Like the, oh, my God. The worst really thing that someone's going to do is try to like mansplain infinite jest to you. Like that's the worst <laughs> on, we, the, we on the L. Into, we got into a conversation with a, what was he, a doctor? Oh, do yeah. He was a doctor. doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we got on the train. Actually, you're right. I think it is the L train. Yeah, it's the L train. Um, it was so funny because was that the night that the girl was throwing up? Yeah. Uh, so, that's every night. Well, this, <laughs> well, this one girl was was throwing up and her friends took her to the like the side of the subway and we're like, what the fuck? And she's like throwing up and they're holding her hair. And then there's this guy, gay guy sitting down. He's like, guys, I think there's a much safer area over there by the trash can where you can throw up. So, so then, then her friends shuffle her over yeah, to the trash can and then she the is like can. hugging it, puking into it. And I was like, this is just <laughs> bad. And there's this like doc, young doctor next to us in the culinary. And I was just like, oh, I can't listen to this. And he's like, yeah, same. And then we just like get in a conversation. It was really funny. Yeah. yeah, I like yeah. That. So, so like being a single dude in New York, it, being non-monogamous, I feel like I'm fitting in a little bit with the non-monogamy, especially yeah. in Bushwick, especially at my income level, right? I feel mm. like there's just a lot of that going on. Yeah, you, um, got, you need more multiple people to pay rent. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I do think there's something to be said about like the fact that I just, I am just so open about that. Yeah. Um, both like if someone doesn't find me through my public channels, but just, you know, whether it's an app or I meet someone at a bar. I'm just like really nonchalant. It's not a big deal to me because I've kind of always been this way. And mm-hmm. so if I act like it's normal, they kind of act like it's normal. If I come to them about like, you know, disclosing non-monogamy like it's cancer, then yeah. they're going to treat it like it's cancer. Oh, I like that perspective. And then the other side of it is that just like, yeah, if you Google me, I mean, like whores attached to my name on Google for, and my dad's name for the rest of my life. So <laughs> it's like you look me up, you're going to find that. You, you know what you're kind of getting. A, a lover of mine recently said something along the lines of, I know who I'm dating. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. Interesting. Well, I love that. So. No, I really like that perspective of like treating it as like your normal rather than like, I know this is a lot for you to handle, you know, or like, I know this is like a really, you know, heavy thing to bring to the table because sometimes I've been guilty of that. And I didn't really think about that until you said that. Where like, I treat- them. make them disclose that they're monogamous, <laughs> right? Yeah. Make them feel, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, I, I, I tell people that I'm non monogamous. Um, and, and, and I will say this, like over the years, I've definitely become a lot more um, open about it or like a lot less shameful about it, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm describing it correctly, but, you know, 
I, I make it seem like less of a burden, but I definitely reflect back to like the beginning of my, of my journey. And sometimes I did treat it like a burden that I was bringing like to the table of dating yeah. someone when it's like, no, that's just like my life. That's how I choose to live it. And then you can choose whether or not, you know, you want to be in it or not. So, um, and then that's, I will say this. I get all of the time guys are like, I don't want to come in and change anything. But then they're like, they don't mesh with like the non-monogamy or they're like, well, you know, I, I think they seem to like think that in some ways, like if I like them enough, I'll turn monogamous. And I mean, I'm like, just like if they're like, oh, if you're bi, if I date you, maybe you'll, you know, you'll drop that. It's, there's yeah. So many, there's the, the audacity of people to think like, oh, I am the one. Yeah. You know, like, like if you, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know if y'all come from oral or not, but it's like, you hear, I don't know if you have friends who say like, well, I don't really come from oral. Uh, and some of it's cause they just haven't like had anyone proficient. And then yeah. some of them just like, I just, that's not pleasurable for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but then they hear, they, I don't know if your friends are, are like mine who they'll complain about the dude who says, no, 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 no. I will be the prince in shining armor who will lick your twat till you come. And it's like, no, bro. <laughs> yeah, like you're not the answer. No, yeah. still not you. Yeah. I get yeah, that. I Isn't that that weird? That's like the, new, I feel like that's the new like Prince in Shining Armor thing. Oh, yeah. It's like, a, no, no, I'm the one who will make you orgasm. Yeah. No, or the Because I watched a lot of porn. <laughs> They're like, oh, you've never squirted. I'll, I'll make, make you squirt. squirt. Yeah. I paid $9.99 to learn in a video once. It's true. Yeah. It, it is exactly squirting. Yeah. Goes. Squirting like, and coming from oral. Yeah. Matter? Then I tell them like, I don't want to squirt. Right. Yeah, not like, everyone just, finds that appealing. For me personally, that's not well, like I'm not like sitting here like, God damn, I wish I was squirting. <laughs> Wait, I'm curious. Have, I'm you okay. ever, have you ever had a tour like maybe you started dating someone and then or seeing them casually, mm-hmm. whatever. And then, you know, they were like cool with the non-monogamy in the beginning. But then at some point they hit a point where they're like, can't do it anymore. Have you hit that? I mean, I've, that, I've was, my, that, that was my last big relationship that I'm oh, like really? only recently feeling freed from. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. We, we cry less often about it now. Uh, wow. It's, it's a, okay. It's only when a couple songs play, uh, which Celine Spotify Dion. unwrapped has been, <laughs> Oh, it's, Oh, you know, humbling to say the least. Thank God. When I drive alone, I play enough Eminem to like outdo the, uh, the sad songs from my ex that I listened to on the train yeah. because it, I was so nervous opening up. It was like, this might just be every song she's ever sent me. And it wasn't, but like, yeah, you know, it's so she, um, I met her and she had just gone to have a 12 year monogamous relationship. Oh, wow. And yeah. And and marriage. Marriage? Yeah. She's getting out of the marriage as she, I I met her a week after she left her husband. Oh, right. Mm. And it was just the right person at the wrong time. And she gave it a try and it just combination of like, she wasn't ready for that. She probably wasn't ready to date at all, but it just, the chemistry was so fucking intense uh-huh. and undeniable it was like type of thing where like after our you know the first day we get coffee i i asked i told her like i feel like to kiss you she's like yeah and i kiss her on the corner and i and i send her off to back to her place and i go my way and i just i walked away being like i'm in trouble uh because i never go out with not people who don't already have experience with non-monogamy yeah. or are like single and just understand like oh maybe this we're just hooking up and I uh, just against all my better judgments, I was like, there's something here intangible mm-hmm. that like I have to follow. Like, I can't leave that alone. Like, it, yeah. I still feel that way. And she's on her journey or whatever. But yes, I mean, uh-huh. I think the poly was part of the reason that did not work out uh, or the non-monogamy and, and figuring that out. And I also probably wasn't the best boyfriend. I'm not a, I don't want to be your first non-monogamous boyfriend. Does that mean? Because like I get that. I don't think I'm good. I don't think I'm going to be prepared for it. I don't think I'm going to be able to d- dual empathize and advocate for. I don't think I can do that. So I was like, I. But the, I just this great. one person was like, I, ha- I had to go for it. I mean, I think it's yeah. great that you can identify that for yourself because I always take on the burden of being someone's first oh. non-monogamous partner. Oh. Done that a lot, and uh, and it tends to end the same every time. It really does. Yeah. So are y'all two? What's y'all two situation right now? I have two partners. One is very, very casual, like friends with benefits. Okay. And then the other one is um, more so, but not no labels, still fairly new. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do have a, a friend, um, her and I are like best friends with benefits, but that's very sporadic. Just and after then, a good night at the nightclub, you know, it's like. Yeah. Or we, we just like to tag team dudes together. So it's that we have a lot of fun doing that. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> but um. <laughs> But I actually just got out of a of a relation. Well, I'm I'm still uh, in the midst of my divorce, uh, which was non monogamous. For we were together nine years, four of them non monogamous. Okay, 
And then, um, so, but he wanted kids. I didn't. That's why it ended. Okay. That's kind of why it ended. But then I recently got out of a relationship where it was a guy. He's never been with someone non-monogamous before. Um, and it was also more casual, like just friends with benefits, but it was still like, it's very deep. We had a lot of great times together. I was telling our listeners last week that, you know, our entire, the entirety of our relationship was like watching Disney movies and having sex which was like everything that I needed after our divorce. Um, but we were very close, but we finally hit a point where he was like, I can't do non-monogamy long-term. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do monogamy. And then we were like, okay, well let's just continue being friends with benefits. But like, at least we know like that's the extent of the, this relationship. Like it will not go further. I think it definitely could have gone further if we were like both on the same page about that thing. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, obviously we couldn't. And then finally we hit a point where we were just like, it needs to end. And mm -hmm. so it did. And so like, it's tough because, you know, like I said, he never been with someone that's non-monogamous before. And like, it was hard sometimes to like take on like the burden of like, teaching. like you said, yeah. Teaching empathy, like all of those things and you know, all the communication involved and everything. So it was just a lot. So I yeah. miss him, but it's for the better. I have like such a together question, but first I also want to get like, oh, what's yeah, your yeah. current sitch? I was engaged in 2020, early 2021. Monogamously. We, yeah. We ended things. We were monogamous. Yes. Um, that's really all I've known. Okay. And monogamy is all you've known. Mm -hmm. After he and I broke up, then I went on like a little hoe phase for a little bit. I had fun. Yeah. It was, it was a nice time. And then I like, I have like anxious attachment style, unfortunately. Me too. And yeah. Um, Tough one. So I'm like, it is, I've avoided yeah. So I'm, <laughs> it's true though. So I, st I was seeing this one guy and like, I started falling for him and then we were like trying to make it work and he and I were dumb sub for a little bit and then we weren't, and then we were all over the place. Um, fast forward to now I'm just, I don't know what I am. I'm like single ish, mostly single. Yeah, I'm single. There's like, someone you're banging maybe more often than others. Yeah, I just, but I don't really know what to, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just single and seeing what comes. Yeah. When did the, and when did your breakup happen with the engagement? Um, 2020. Oh, like, that happened 2020. Okay, okay. Yeah, it, was, well, it, it happened. We ended, my engagement ended um, January, like the first day of January, 2021. Okay. So. What I was going to ask is how do y'all become non-monogamous twins? But then I think I feel like I more want to adjust it with have did, when you decide you were going to try to pursue something a little different. I mean, is she a big resource for what do I do? How do I do? How can I tell the shitty poly guy from half decent guy from who? How do I know which are the the, the, the bad doms out there? What do I? Uh, I mean, yeah, I've like. I've had like hookups with non-monogamous men, but only because like they're in like our, we're a part of a swinger community. Of a what? Swinger Swingers. community. Sorry. Okay. My, my tongue got tied. They're all here. liberal as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, actually, I take that back. There are a couple of conservatives, but majority of them are liberal. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we are part of a little swingers community and sometimes like, you know, I'll have fun with, with those guys. We go to sex but, parties together a lot. Yeah. But it's not. Okay. It's not like, um. It's not like ever, never something that progresses super like outside of just like going to a sex party with mm. them. Would so, you date a non-monogamous man seriously? I think I would, and I and I want to like explore non-monogamy. It's just like you know a matter of finding that. But like then again, like I'm new to it, so then like you know then I have a whole podcast about it. And then I'm like trying to explain it to people, and it's like, well, I've actually never done it, but I talk about it. She knows what she's doing, like you know. So it's like a whole mess. But I mean, do you, you look to her for the advice on like how to pursue that? Sometimes, yeah. I but I think say. you gotta give yourself some credit that like you've been around non-monogamy for years That's because true. of me. So it's like you're not, you know, entering. And I do read reverse harem fiction. Yeah, you, so. you know, if you're going to sex parties with your sister, I just feel like that you you're gonna. I think you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not like brand we, new to non-monogamy to no, the point no, no. where you don't we, know anything about it. We've been going to, and I and I don't mind being a little unicorn every now and then, you know, mm. put my horn on and go. But um, I haven't unicorned in a while. I kind of miss it. Yeah, it's fun. It is yeah. fun to join a couple because like you're just like the, the commitment is like, you know, the commitments between them. Yeah. And my commitment here is temporary. And yeah. it's all it's literally just about having fun. I am here to make your bed more fun for whatever time we're doing that. And then I get to go. Have you been a, uh, what's the meal equivalent of like a unicorn? It's like babysitting children. 
I, I, like, I'm not against being called a Ukraine. I think more dudes, I mean, also I'm wearing glitter. So of course I'm <laughs> comfortable being called that. I think we should call all the, uh, a uh, uh, unibro. I think I've heard people say, or, uh, unibro, a, like a bull. Well, or I guess bulls, that's bull. No, that's for, that's for, cuck that's for cucking. Yeah. Oh, was, dragon. That's what it is. Dragon. I do not feel like a dragon. I, feel, <laughs> I do not think I give off that energy. That sounds like a much more mask thing to do. I am. Um, I've, I've frequently been told dating me is like dating a lesbian. So I love that. Yeah. Oh, like, lesbians are phenomenal. I love lesbians. Me too. I and, think they make great um, partners. They're very committed. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I feel like I give off more of a f- more feminine unicorn vibe at times. But yeah. Um, jo- join. Yes. I've been I've played with couples plenty of times um, all the way back to college when we had a really healthy Craigslist going on in New York. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. I keep hearing Craigslist was like the OG. R.I.P. <laughs> to the casual encounters on Craigslist. Reddit, to its credit, is like filling a good chunk of that void in. But okay. Craigslist was just fucking kiss of sluttiness it was mm. you found anything and everything there and i so i went to nyu right mm. so i was in the city and i think just at a i was in a monogamous relationship freshman year but 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 starting sophomore year i realized oh if i can be comfortable with at least one other dick in my proximity i can answer more ads and therefore increase the chances of getting my dick sucked Oh. I can answer the MW for M, the MW for MM, the W for MM, and the very, very rare and usually fake WW for M. This idea of like, I can answer more types of ads than just like W for M. And so many, especially in major cities, so many of those are like bots, cam girls, escorts. Um, so like, or just like flaky people. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when like someone goes on and like, we're putting together a gangbang. She wants a bukkake. Uh, we want a third. <laughs> I, I want to f- go out with two guys the same. Whatever it is, uh, that's pretty – like that's intentional. That feels – that's always felt like more real. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're going to do that. They're not going to flake on it as easily, I feel like. So, I <laughs> yeah, I played with couples. I've watched couples. Have um, you been a bull? I don't think in like a cuckoldy sense, no. Because okay. a bull, you know, is more for like cucking. Yeah. And I don't know if I've like technically been that. If I have, I didn't know, mm-hmm. right? Because they didn't tell me to humiliate the guy or anything. That's fair. But okay. I've definitely like fucked people's wives and girlfriends in front of them. Um, nice. You know, so yeah, I've done that. And sometimes it's just like, hey, you want to come over and watch us bang? I did that a lot in college. That was cool. Just watch people bang? in college. I yeah. think the first time with a with a couple for me was I mean I wasn't involved. It was me coming over and watching them fuck and jerking off. He was just really fucking weird. Um, mm. He was like much older. I'm like I'm 20. Oh okay. And mm-hmm. he's like he tells me like me in my corner and it's like that's fine. I go. He brings me up and they they finish before I could come and then they seem like they wanted me to get dressed and go. I was like I'm I have I have can I no. Yeah. I don't remember if I just like quickly just got one out real quick or if I just been like, I guess I'm not coming right now. But Damn. he then brought me downstairs and he insisted on walking me to the subway. That's nice. I guess. I didn't what need a it. Gentlemen. Right? It's like, it's, it's like you think it's nice, but it's a little fucking weird. Yeah. Because there's a man in his 50s taking a 20 year old to the subway that he's very capable at midnight of walking himself to. It's, yeah. it's not a scary city. Don't believe what the fucking news says. New York's fine. And so like. Yeah, Cammy and I, I have been New out. New York's fine. Yeah, yeah, we've been out plenty of times past midnight. But like, he wouldn't fun. like let me go straight to. Once we're in, Ma- in in Penn Station or wherever it was, it was like he didn't like let me go right away. He's like insistent on like talking to me. He's like being an older dude. He's like, I'm gonna teach you. Let me tell you what's going on. And I'm like, bro, I want you like kind of lamely fuck your wife, and I would like to go home and beat off to something sexier. Mm. So let me go, dude. Uh, but yeah, other times it was fun. Like Watching's fun. Recently, like uh, before I got into that relationship, mm-hmm. I was thinking about like auditing my like my auditing my like my my thrust game. I was starting to feel like all of a sudden, I don't know why I was just feeling like maybe like I was not fucking as well anymore. Or something had changed. I was like, let's just do like a healthy. I, I was I was going to, until I met this woman. I was going to just start seeking out couples that i could watch mm-hmm. and like just be like how are how's he fucking how's he thrusting what what's going on what are the oh, kids like doing it. something gathering new i data. should know about yeah, gathering yeah. Data. um what do they call it when you like go to a i think it's called auditing a class in college or what do they say when you're not in the class but you go to like watch I the think lecture that's right yeah i think it's auditing yeah it's like can i audit your class 
Can I I'll do it. your fuck sesh? I like yeah. it. I've never thought to do that. Always strive to be better. You know? <laughs> yes, and sometimes I wonder because I, I had it one time a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was like two months ago. I was like, I wonder how I am in bed. I feel like lately I've been super boring, but that's just because exactly. I've been tired. I was like, am I boring or am I fun? So I was like, I should I should do a little experiment but then i went to a sex party and i was like i think i look like i'm fun and they seem to does, be enjoying it so does she fun. look like she's having fun does she like i mean do y'all do y'all put blinders on when you're at a party together it's like a oh yeah so know. like if i like last time for example i walked into a room immediately noticed cammy was having her fun and i was like i'm just gonna turn right back around and okay just, oh yeah we don't watch each other but like well, not like watch like yeah, yeah, to yeah. Watch, but just like more like oh that's cammy she's having. you know like have y'all i didn't know if y'all have ever been like in the same big space and like you see her like five mattresses away and really- no usually like if one I of us one is- time i heard nikki really yeah uh, anyways and what was, that, was what was that like uncomfortable i yeah. was like oh, i don't want to hear that <laughs> like the, just, the we boundary just try- is so funny because you're like i'll go to the fuck party with you but like huh, i can't i don't want to hear you yeah we don't want to we don't want to hear see and i mean but all the places we go to there's plenty of room where like we sure. we yeah. don't we don't have there's no overlap or there's no like playing in the same spaces yeah no that was that one house where there was like that balcony outdoor area Oh, yeah. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, when did you kind of like, because it, it sounds like you started pretty early, you know, college days. When did you kind of decide for yourself that you were perhaps more non-monogamous than monogamous? Uh, I did start early, you know, especially with the sexual experimentation, because after that freshman year relationship, I thought, well, I am in New York City. I had seen what Craigslist had to offer. I was getting interest from women uh, so, so there was a lot of like, you know what, I'm going to figure out what I like by just trying a lot of stuff. That was my philosophy in college. Was like, I'm just going to try things and figure it out that way. And I think that's still like a, you know, what I do to figure out my sexuality and what I enjoy and what gets me off. Mm-hmm. But then in terms of poly, like that freshman relationship, you know, it was like not official. Right. And I was just talking about this like a few hours ago. It was like it wasn't official, um, but we had loved it. We said, I love you to each other. I was her first sexual partner. She was my second. I was we, I'm coming inside of her. Oh, wow. She is the person. Right. For all intents and purposes, she's a girlfriend. But we she was going to Tufts and I was going to NYU. So it was like, OK, maybe let's not be official and we won't fuck other people. But we that way we can still hook up with other people because you know we're both new fresh 18 year old sexual beings okay but so like, no sex but like anything else is fine yeah that w- those were the okay. rules we had but then also we decided we weren't official she's not my girlfriend okay but it's only because we're still doing things with other people which is so silly and dumb why is the sexual fidelity is what makes it serious how about yeah. my feelings are serious some of the sexual the sexual health uh bonding is serious so why is this thing over here that's the marker uh and then by like november freshman year we like became monogamous and and now she's my girlfriend now i'm her boyfriend okay mm-hmm. and <clears throat> i remember reading the new york post one day uh and the in the back of the paper there was a small box it's probably like 150 words maybe and it had some i don't even remember what it was about but it had this word it was about this word polyamory maybe it was a book out or a study i don't know but i got introduced to this word polyamory and it was like in bold font it said what it was i was like that's that feels like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you can love more than one person over the course of your life, then like, isn't it possible those times could overlap? The theme of my show is like, I talked to exes about why we didn't work out because for like up until I was 25 or 26, until I was 26, nobody wanted to be my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want cuddles and I want love and fun sex. And like, I want, comp- but yeah. nobody, women always wanted to stay casual with me. So I kind of ended up. It's so cute. Thank you. <laughs> I like had to be slutty, kind of almost by default, mm-hmm. because like, well, if no one's gonna lock it down, I'm gonna keep having fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, I realized, oh, I can keep having fun and not and lock it down, so yeah. to speak. So I, I mean, that's kind of my poly origin story. I like it. Everyone's different, you know. Yeah. What I was like yours? It. I started um, reading reverse harem fiction. Yeah, and I was reading reverse harem too because I was we always read the same books, and so like it kind of just like planted the idea in my head. Uh-huh. And then um, my ex-husband and I, we were both pilots, so we traveled a lot for work. And um, Pilots? So, pilots. Mm-hmm. You fly plane? I do fly airplanes, yeah. That's fucking cool. Thanks. Do you still fly planes? 
Um, I haven't since I sold my airplane um, about a year ago, but well, I, I take that back. I went flying once just to make sure I could still land an airplane, which I did. <laughs> like for um, an emergency situation. <laughs> can anyone? And you're just like, I can. I got it. But, do you just um, like hate Andrew Tate? Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I do, but like, <laughs> like, like I do too, but I feel like it's more personal for you. Cause remember he said like women shouldn't fly airplanes. I was like, yeah. that's a weird take, man. It's Our okay. Said my mom, thing. my mother said the same thing and I love my mother, but she's like, mommy, that women really shouldn't be flying airplanes. And I'm like, well, I do mom. So that's fucking killer. Anyways. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously I still have all my licenses. I just need to go get current, but and I'm gonna own an airplane again someday. Just not right now. While I continue transitioning from my divorce. But um, we were traveling a lot for work. We were young. I was like 22. He was 26. Whatever. He's about five years older than me. Anyways, and then um, one day we just kind of had this discussion. He brought it up, and he was just like, "I love you, but we're gone all the time, and I still want to have sex." And I'm like, "Me too." And then we just it kind of spurred from there, and we didn't know what we were doing in the beginning. Um, but it was basically just like whenever we were apart from work, we would go have our fun and then it kind of progressed from there. And it, we did dabble into polyamory. He had a girlfriend at one point and mm-hmm. me, and then I had just a variety of casual partners, but, um, but yeah, it was, we learned a lot. It was, it was definitely what solidified for me that like, I just cannot be monogamous. Yeah. And so, yeah. Do people assume that your marriage fell apart because of the non-monogamy when really it's about the, you know, the child planning? Yeah. I think people, or at least they think that it like began or aided it. And maybe it kind of, I think maybe him being with his girlfriend cause she had a kid and mm-hmm. she also wanted a baby, another baby and all of that. I think that opened his eyes more to wanting children because I didn't give him that experience. Yeah. So I think that's fair to say, but I wouldn't say that it was like the direct cause. Right. I think we would have we would have hit that roadblock whether we were monogamous or not. Yeah. Well, I so. bring that up to say because so many people, I think, when a poly or non monogamous relationship breaks up, mm. they oh, assume yeah. that's why. But oh, when yeah. a monogamous relationship breaks up, they don't they don't blame that. I know. Right. I know. I hate it. I mean. Don't get me wrong. If, if people choose monogamy, that's fine. And um, yeah, everyone's you know, allowed to be boring. That every, is told yeah. you are allowed to be lamer than me. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. However, I just I hate that it's always just like this constant narrative that we're battling where we have to prove to people that our relationships are still just as happy, committed, um, but still face the normal mm-hmm. roadblocks that relationships face. Even when they are, you know, uh, you should see some so. of the comment sections in our posts. Oh. I know people all the time. They're like, <laughs> my favorite all the time. They're like, like, it's never going to work. You know, we get that or we, we hear that a lot or like your father must be so proud. He's not like, I just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my father's not proud of me either. No one ever throws that shit at me. Cause I'm a guy, right. They yeah. go like, they, you, uh, Ooh, what do they go for your jugular? Yeah, what do they go for? For, for us, it's uh, always the your father must be so proud. So what yeah. what do men face with? Oh, uh, I don't know what men face with. I, they don't talk to me very often. I have, All my friends are like chicks and queer folks. But uh, when people want to shit on me, it's usually like, you're funny, you're uh, you're not funny, you're ugly or something like that. Huh. Uh, in terms of the poly stuff, they'll just be like, oh, fuck right on. You know, it's like, you know, that's cool. Oh, you're, you're getting laid. Hey, you know, I get comics who come up to me and like, tell me about the fuck parties. Right. It's like, yeah. they, they think it's cool. It's oh, kind of yeah. like if like being a male escort for women, right? It's like mm. if I feel like, okay, so if you're a woman escort, you're getting all the slut shaming and all the, the anti-sex work sentiment. But if you're a guy and you, you're you doing that, someone's kind of like, hey, if you can make it work, good for you, mm. right? They're like, hey, hey, you shouldn't be able to do this. So if you can, mazel. Wait, now I want to know. Because you go to the, all the New York parties. I go to one New York party because it's like the best party. Which what one? Hacienda. How do you okay. spell that? H A S or H A C I E N Hacienda. Yeah, they're phenomenal. It's a well, great... We gotta go next time we go. Let's go. Absolutely, I love we'll throw you an invite. I love We're play trying parties. to find more New York parties because we have plenty of. LA We've only parties. been to Sanctum, which is <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. You've I've, probably heard of them. I've I've heard of them and I've heard a couple things, but uh, <laughs> not terribly much. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait. Okay. I have one last question. Um, since we got the signal that we're, we're yeah, dancing. and then we can finish up with a few. Things. Okay. So my question is, what are the requests you get on your OnlyFans? Oh yeah. Because like I know women. We get didn't dive like into that the, much. I I feel like I've heard the you know spit in a cup or something or like watch while I drink milk and you know whatever. I don't get anything that fun. Okay. <laughs> 
Watch what? you drink milk sounds easy money. <laughs> Wait, yeah. so what what are your Yeah, requests? what do you get? Uh I mean I think the the most out there one I got was uh a guy paid me a couple hundred bucks to blow up and pop balloons in my underwear and then uh jerk off and come on one of the balloons. Which like during lockdown, I was you know, I was living with two women much younger than me who lived upstairs and but we could hear everything and they were in grad school and I had to say, Hey, is there like a time range where like it can be loud? And they said this window is like cool because like I'm gonna I gotta pop some balloons and like I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, but yeah, just usually. Did something- you have to send him the balloons? No, no, I probably would charge extra for that. Yeah, definitely uh, charge extra for that. Yeah, so no, like usually it's stuff like I, one men are terrible people. Uh, I just want if you're watching this or hearing this, like. You're cheap and you're lame, and because the women do not haggle me like this, yeah, right. So they'll be like, "Well, I just want to get like a thirty second video. Can I give you like twenty bucks?" I'm like, no, because it's not worth me like wasting a load over twenty bucks. No, thank you. <laughs> if your video order is too short, I have a fifty dollar cum shot surcharge because I'm oh, like, that. like, like I need to be making hundreds, yeah, or like I got to charge you an extra fifty bucks just to, like waste this taking my dick out. You know, they got to make it worth the while. They, they yeah. say, how much money does it, uh, how much money will it take you to like get out of bed in the morning? I'm like, how much money is it going to me be for me to like dump a load on the floor? Like that's, yeah. I got a, I got a number. Uh, so usually it's just like stroking. Sometimes they want to see my butt, uh, on occasion they'll ask for something, but it's usually pretty standard. I, I don't get a lot of weird requests. Nice. Um, like sometimes I got one, my big spender, like she's a, you know, this woman in Ohio. She just wants me to say like my nickname for her a lot to the camera. I think the women want something like, it feels connected. So I'll just say, oh, like, yeah. hey, sweetie. Or like, oh, my God, sweetie, that feels so good. Or like, you know, I don't know. I just like speak oh, at her okay. a bit. I like that. One woman asked me to tell her like a sex story. It, it, you know, mm. I get I pay it pretty normal. So I don't get the crazy shit that some of my friends get. But if you want to pay me for some stupid, wild porn thing, like I'll do it at OnlyFans.com slash call me Billy. Like I'll. <laughs> uh, hey, shameless. Shamelessly plug yourself. <laughs> okay, la- okay. So we'll do a quick round of this, and then we'll we'll be good. Also, what? shout out to Amaris. Chat, yeah. I love this. Amaris, love you, Elizabeth. Okay, what's the craziest place you want to have sex that you haven't already had sex at? Uh, I'm just gonna adjust it to radio, create. Well, uh, subway sex is still very much on. Oh, and I got close. I was on an empty car with someone at like three thirty in the morning. I was like, oh, I wish we were like fluid bonded because then we could just like do a quick fuck right now because we had two stops where nothing there was nobody on the train yeah but sadly it could not pull that off uh it was like i just met her okay and, but but the craziest place i had sex nypd parking lot okay okay that's, that's like outdoors not in a car yeah yeah wow. next to the cop car <laughs> like in the parking lot of this nypd yeah like in the back of the parking lot. i didn't know it was nypd parking lot till we left and i looked up i was like Oh, that's why there were, I was like, there's a few cop cars here, but they're all off. That's weird. And then I got out. I was like, that's why. Okay. We got away with something. So there's not another crazy place in your list besides the subway? When I walk around any city, I'm like a location scout for a movie. You know, I'm always looking at, uh, that'd be a good place to fuck there. I guess I could could meet somebody out here in public. That'd be cool. It's always, I always like the, you know, the the woman I actually just described from the subway thing, she says she got fingered in an alley that was gross. I was like, I actually know a good clean alley. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I love you to show me that alley sometime. And I, you know what? I'm going to. (laughs) I like nature outdoor places. I love nature. A good park bench really just it's mm. different what is your alter ego's name that feels like a really personal question you don't have to answer uh, 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 <laughs> uh, i always said that if i went to like if i had like a burner name i think it would be buddha steakhouse buddhist steak buddha steakhouse buddha steakhouse yeah i like that That's it made more sense to me eight years ago when i thought about that i don't know what my movie i have to think about it what's the first movie sex scene that turned you on probably titanic i think that was just the first really? i mean i just think that was the first titty i saw on screen those were some great titties she's yeah. beautiful okay last but not least what is your favorite sex advice um I, I'll, I'll give it to the men because i think they need it more these oh, yeah. days um, absolutely you're trying to make her feel the question isn't did you come the question is does that feel good are you enjoying this okay yeah. that you Stop making come this goal that you get to feel good about. Make it just about like everyone feeling good. And hey, if she comes in the process, that's a great mistake to have happen. But like just focus on fun, focus on feeling good. 
um, and stop getting goal oriented about it. I like that. I like that. It's not an efficiency game. It's an experience. Because there are like times in my cycle where like I just it's really hard for me to come. Yeah. So it's like I don't want my my like I when, enjoy it, but I can't. Right. Yeah. When my partners are so focused on it, I'm like now this is just taking the fun out of it because we're just trying to get to this one destination that like I don't think we can get to. Just so, so you can feel like I'm a exactly. man. I made you come. Yeah. So exactly. Well, thank you for joining us today. Yeah. I, I like I said, you know, we've never really had the perspective of a single non-monogamous man on the podcast. So I really love to hear kind of what your experiences have been. Mm. Um, but also, and it I sounds pre- like you've been open for a while, and I love that. Yeah, I but, wish I would have. But open to a lot of things too. You know, I, I wish men would would open themselves up a little bit more. I think they all need to do that. Like so. wear some glitter. Yes, I was ex- exactly. Actually just going to say that literally. <laughs> wear some glitter. Put some nail polish on. Yeah, Anyways, so thank you for joining us. Do you want to plug yourself? Yeah, let's all do our plugs just because I think we're, oh, yeah, we're mutually yeah, releasing. We're co-releasing. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I should say, hey, thanks for coming on here too. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. So I'll say, uh, I, you can find my show, the Man Whore Podcast, wherever you're listening to Double Teamed. Uh, I'm on, you know, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and all this stuff. But I would say, uh, if you're looking for a sense of community, I have a great sex positive Discord server. Oh. You don't even have to listen to my show. Uh, so if you want to connect with like minded people, uh, you can join us in the Champagne Room at manhorpod.com slash discord love that love that um and then you can find us at double team podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and at double team podcast.com um for our all relevant links yeah for all relevant links we're mainly on tiktok um at double team podcast and instagram at cammy and nikki with one k because instagram sucks um, do y'all have like a closing phrase thing that y'all do I at the end? I always do wear condoms and stay slutty. Yes. Oh, we got yes! Both of them in. <laughs> yes. There you go. Okay. Perfect. All right. All right. We're good. Yep. That was so fun. That was good. I could yeah. see you feeling it was like we should do the cards, but I'm like this is that was a blast. That was great. Oh my god. I love McNuggets. And I'm going to be so excited to get out of this car. Momentarily, I'm almost out. I just have to read a few things to you. Okay, everybody? One, the champagne room. You know what it is. You know where it is. Manwhorepod.com slash Discord. Links are always in the show notes. I'm listening to this podcast about podcasting, and I just realized, like, they, they bring up this point about like getting uh, feedback from your listeners on the podcast, getting, getting fan engagement. And I was like, my empathy brain turned on. I was like, you all deal with so many plugs, probably from so many podcasts. That has to be exhausting. I don't want to burden you all so much. I'm going to try to simplify this section here. My social media links, the champagne room link. A lot of this, I'm just going to remind you that they're all in the show notes. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, show notes, my OnlyFans. In the show notes, link to the champagne room, show notes, my email address. If you want to send a comment, some feedback, if you need some advice, if you got a question about the show, maybe you want to tell me to go fuck myself, you can always shoot me an email at manhorpod at gmail.com. I just feel like y'all must be so overwhelmed with so many calls to action. So I am going to try to keep this back end a little simpler moving forward, you know, with important announcements such as this one. If you've been curious about the Patreon, I am beta testing Patreon's free trial feature. This is new. Not every podcast can even do this. I'm special. So what I am doing is I am offering seven-day free trials for my super slut $5 tier. The $5 tier gives you access to all of my private Patreon posts, uh, the blog posts, some some writings that I've done one or 200 of these like private posts you can't see unless you remember. I also gets you special flair in the champagne room. You get special fan whore flair. You also be able to access fan whore only channels in the discord server, such as ask the guest porn share, which is exactly what it is. We're just sharing porn with each other and you'll be able to attend hot movie night for free. On top of that, it also will give you access to over 200 bonus episodes of this show. So if you ever want to just try it out and you want to try it out for free, go to patreon.com slash manwhorepodcast today. 
or whenever you're ready. And you'll see that the Super Slut tier says start your free trial. You'll have to put in payment information. As long as you cancel before your seven days are up, you won't be charged. Start your free trial today or, hey, become a member if you already know you want in at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. I'm rushing through that because, hey, links in the show notes. And they give you yet another taste a tease of the bonus episodes you're missing out on. Stick around the next several seconds and I'm play you a teaser. Okay, everybody. I'll tell you all about this fucking day I had. I was supposed to go cuck some dude and uh, shit went south. But you know what? It just, it's going to have to wait till next week. Or I don't know. Maybe I'll even post it on Patreon. Hey. Stay slutty. I have this term called jargoning that I hate. Do you, do you want to describe yeah. what jargoning is? So if you've ever asked this, jargoning usually happens in one of those semi-relationships, right? Where there's no title, which means someone's getting fucked, like mentally fucked, right? As well as probably physically yeah, fucked. Physically yeah, physically fucked <laughs> on the regular, mentally fucked even more often. Mm. Uh, so... Jargoning is when somebody will give you a long-winded reply to a very simple question of like, what are we? Or how do you feel about this? Where is this going? Yeah, uh, but you know, like, I don't Are really... you leaving your relationship? And here comes the jargon. <laughs> <laughs> are, am I leaving my relationship yeah, is a like long one? Very, like, like, just long. So here comes, like, a long email or a long text with a bunch of vague-ass language, you know, that's just like, you know, the way that I feel about you in terms of the way that I feel about the other people of my life, you know, like, just like, I feel like, the, like there's, there's just so much love between all of us and the love that I feel for you is really distinct. But then, I mean, yeah, there is her and blah, 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 like, just goes on and on and on and that is when somebody can't just fucking let their balls drop out of their body and say yeah i'm not your boyfriend or yeah i don't see a future here like it's it's the most roundabout way of just saying nothing 